Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Bah humbug. It is the festive season, as uh, <laughs> as Tim is so subtly alluded to <laughs> with his greeting. And we are here today for our second of two Christmas episodes this year. And... <laughs> We have an odd one. Tim came to me with a little idea. He said, have you ever heard of Bloodbeat? And I said, no, Timothy, tell me more. <laughs> and turns out it is a, a little co-production between the US and France. Love when they get together. Yes. Uh, which is say Christmas. And what <laughs> says Christmas to everyone? I know. Samurai, samurai <laughs> says Christmas to everyone. <laughs> Needless to say, it's a weird one. Uh, we'll start spoiler free uh, for whatever that's worth for anyone who's curious, uh, and we'll give you a warning before we go to the spoilers. Uh, but yes, we're here to today to talk about Bloodbeat from 1983, which is about a young couple uh, named Ted and Sarah who come to visit his parents at Christmas time in Wisconsin, which is. I mean, I wasn't looking for this information, but I did, I did see in the trivia, they did shoot in Wisconsin, so it's not one of these weird, oh, oh we'll, God. <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend that this, you know, random rural place in France is... Oh, that's, oh, that's Minnesota, that's not Wisconsin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's super noticeable difference between the two, yeah. for, for, <laughs> unless you happen to, like, know the areas so well that you're like, yeah. no... That, that that forest lane, that is no mm. one stay over. I'm not I'm not buying that. <laughs> not buying that for a second. So yes, that's what we're gonna talk about. Uh I I didn't even get to the actual the plot point, which is uh the spirit of a samurai or something starts terrorizing <laughs> people and killing townsfolk. That's that's the other mm. main thing that happens in the plot. So uh we'll get into it. Uh as we Hey, do. if uh if Ted and Sarah had a baby, what do you think they would name it? I feel like you're building to a joke, and it's annoying <laughs> me that I can't see what the punchline's going to be. But go on, Tim, what would they name it? I think Ted and Sarah, they would name it Tara. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Is there more of a point to that? <laughs> No, it's just that was that was the whole thing. Okay, yeah, you can tell Sarah or Tara next uh, time you record. <laughs> I'll do I'll do that. Time. I'll, I'll I'll bring it up. I'll say time of the joke that he really wanted you here. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> I think that, it's like, like oh, it's like yes. your parents, uh, Patricia and Dieter. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's my parents names of course i could forget silly me silly me this i guess the first thing i'll say about this since it is a christmas episode that we're doing here is that this is say uh, christmas i would argue that this is not super christmassy <laughs> seconded you know like I guess that most horror movies that are Christmas horror movies tend to like flaunt it. They tend to like have a title that's got a pun, or mm. at the very least, they, they really oversell the Christmasness, Christmasness, of the movie yeah. on the poster or something. 
Bloodbeat, of course, doesn't sound Christmassy, and it's, I mean, it is set at Christmas. They're, they're home for Christmas. There's a Christmas tree, you know, they talk about presents for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you see, like, some lights <laughs> on the outside of the house. But other than that, the plot really could be happening at any time mm-hmm. of, the, of the year. Uh, so I think we have to acknowledge that right away, that it's not the yes. most Christmassy Christmas horror movie that we have uh, we have watched. <laughs> no, so <it's> not. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that out of the way. Uh, so, you know you're on to a winner, Tim. Yeah. When you look at the cast list at IMDb, and mm-hmm. only the top five names have photos, right? Next to the names. <laughs> yes. But notably, all five of those photos are all from this movie. <laughs> So I clicked on all five of those names to to check mm-hmm. to see how prolific their careers were. Mm-hmm. And Terry Brown, who plays Gary, was the only one of the five that had any other credits other than this <laughs> film. Uh, and it wasn't an impressive list. You know, he was like cop mm-hmm. number two in Copycat in 1995. So, so not like oh, a, course. you know, not a storied career with lots sure. of heavy hitters or anything like that. Well, <laughs> still more roles than I've had, so I'll give him that. I guess that's that's fair. <laughs> more roles than I've had as, as well. Not trying to be an actor, admittedly, so I think that maybe counts for something. For sure, sure. I'd like to think that I'd do a little better if, if I did put my mind to it. Okay. <laughs> and really wanted to be an actor. Maybe I could do better than, than Terry Brown. No offense to Mr. Brown. Uh, we'll see <laughs> well, we'll see we'll see if he's offended yeah. is that what you mean well I I'll send your headshot to a casting agent and I'll see oh. what they think you can do oh yes 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 yeah I mean they're I heard they're looking for a new bond it's going to be one of those reviews and one of those reviews. Internet. <laughs> so, I, I guess I'll just ask Tim the question. I, 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 I don't know what else to say to preface this one, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, so, Tim, how yeah. did you feel about Bloodbeat? Uh, so, I was... Uh, this is one that's been on my radar for a little bit. Maybe... Two months? For- <laughs> no, I, I actually it, I've uh, been wanting to watch it for at least a year or two because I, I think I just randomly came across it on Shutter and because uh, it's been on there for a while and yeah it is one of those movies where you read the description and it's like oh a family or not family but a, a couple is traveling uh, to their family's house for Christmas uh, and they start being attacked by you know a vengeful Japanese samurai spirit and like you just hear that description and like oh like how has this movie escaped me my whole life? Like I immediately must put this on. And um, yeah, so And it's one of those ones where I just like, I always put on my list, uh, you know, when it's like streaming. And then I think for like the last couple of years, I, um, you know, haven't gotten around to watching it by Christmas. And it's, you know, once it's past Christmas, it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll wait till next year. <clears throat> um, so, I I think actually like maybe the last year or two I, I think I I started to watch it and then just <laughs> ended up getting bored, uh by it. So 
but obviously since we're doing it for the show, I had to stick it out uh, this year. It's uh, <laughs> a and, good sign. Just, you know. <laughs> um, I really, really hate to say it, but yeah, I was uh, actually super disappointed in this. The, you know, the premise <laughs> sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expected like, you know, uh, some hidden amazing piece of art or anything, but it sounds like a super fun, you know, over the top cheesy B movie. Um, you know, that was just hope it would be crazy uh and you know I, i'd really uh have a fun time watching it uh instead i thought this was such a snooze fest i was like um, there are definitely moments where you know things start getting crazy and those are really fun and entertaining but uh, especially like the first half of the movie or so i thought was so slow and the characters are so uninteresting and like you're saying before it's not very christmasy uh like you know like if there was at least maybe some more like setting stuff where you know it was like snowy and it had more of a christmas vibe maybe that could at least hook me in for the season but again there really isn't anything like that um it's arguably so, a more realistic yeah. christmas because there isn't snow sure. and it is, is a bit more low effort <laughs> but yeah very true um uh, but yeah i mean i i i really hate to say that i i just thought it was really dull and a, a few bright spots here and there uh, where you know the cheesiness does come in and my head perks up and i'm like oh okay i'm having fun but i mean unfortunately that's kind of few and far in between uh with this and um also it's one of those ones where it's just like i don't know just like the you know i, I hate to say because you know i there are some like low budget b movies that i really enjoy uh, that i think are very you know captivating and uh, this is one of those ones though where it's just like it feels so low budget just like you know the way that it's shot and sounds just kind of takes me out of it because it, it just has <laughs> this like dull vibe to it all around so uh, I, I, I don't know I, I just feel like i found a lump of coal in my stocking or something like i was like you know i was hoping to open up this big giant you know uh present on for christmas and you know it'd be a you know playstation 5 with all the bells and whistles and a, a little vr helmet and uh instead i just got like a you know just like a dead rat <laughs> well that's a comparison uh, <laughs> I, I might even, no matter how i feel about this movie i might call that a little harsh <laughs> sure all, all I mean, things considered <laughs> i mean I, I enjoy this more than a dead rat i'll give it that yes, but yeah for I, comparison's I, sake and more than the boy obviously because that movie's terrible well, uh, i don't even know what to say to that <laughs> <laughs> i do no wait that's a different question no, wait. uh so <laughs> uh yeah i i do not feel as negative as you do it's shockingly um shocking i not, not that i think it's good because I, I i wouldn't say that right but i think there was enough weird like wannabe art house to like how this was shot like there was a, so, mm. so many little weird moments like even if the movie wasn't being weird from plot yet i actually mm. think there's a lot of stuff in the first half that made me kind of laugh or go ooh or like interesting and in okay. different ways and like weird little mm. techniques they were using or how serious they were taking it or um so in some cases just how they try to like build these like ten suspenseful moments out of something that felt like nothing really happened, but the music was mm. trying so hard to make it feel like it was the most like, intense moment ever. Sure, yeah, and it was kind of giving me a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, mm. So I, 
I I am I would lean more towards I actually think this is a very worthwhile watching weird movie with definite like highlights in places. It gets pretty mm-hmm. crazy towards the end. Uh there is some bad acting. Um so the the mother, uh Kathy, uh I think she is a horrendous actress. <laughs> I'll get Ooh, that in oh there my. right That's now. Fired. <laughs> I'll get that out of there right now. She has, you know, just that cadence in her delivery, that that kind of uh, monotone, like I'm I'm sounding concerned and worried, but somehow speaking in monotone kind of performance that is just very effective, uh, i.e. not. And <laughs> I, so I'll say that. Uh, I will say I definitely agree that the sound is a bit weird at times. There was definitely multiple points in this movie where I just didn't hear what characters said because... It almost goes into like mumble core mode at points, except it's not. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just <laughs> like the music's either too loud, or there's a scene where like the sheriff's there and they're like picking up a dead body from a crime scene, and there's an entire conversation between Gary, the uh, the sort of the stepdad character who's who's not married to Kathy but is is uh, living with Kathy, and. I did not hear a single word between him and the sheriff this entire scene. <laughs> it was just mumbling and, like, mm-hmm. under the soundtrack. And I'm, I don't even know if there was music playing, actually. I mean, I've just been, like, really, like... Hey, we we'll see you next time. Yes, bye-bye. Samurai. Yes. Well, given that I want to witness a samurai at this point in the movie, I'd be very impressed and suspicious even, dare I say. if You can assume. You can assume. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think of Wisconsin. I think Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but you, you I wasn't. It's like truly crazy, to... though. What was Twist Crazy, Tim? All right. So, earlier that day, yeah, I, I watched this yesterday. And earlier in the day, I had a friend who. I hadn't seen in a very long time and he was house sitting for some people near me and it was his last day and you know before he left he wanted to come over and just uh hang out and catch up for a little bit and that friend's name was Gary Gary (laughs) (laughs) All, all this was building up to you have a friend named Gary yeah, so like I don't know. When I was watching this, it was like, oh, I was hanging out with Gary earlier today. I'm watching Gary. It's not an uncommon yeah. name. I mean, I just going to throw that out there. Okay, but I mean, how many times have you spoken to someone, like in in person in real life, with a particular name, and then later watched a piece of entertainment where the character also had that name? Like, wouldn't you think that's a little odd? Wouldn't you think the universe was trying to tell you something? I feel like characters <laughs> named Tim have shown up in movies many a time on days where I've spoken to you. And bizarrely, I've never given it a second thought. Well, I mean, maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. Your your ears got too much wax in them. You're not listening. <laughs> Which one? I don't like. I don't understand how are you supposed to clean your ears now? Because you're not like growing up. It was always you use Q-tips to like clean out your ears, and but now they say you're not supposed to put Q-tips in your ears. So I don't like. What are you supposed to do? 
uh, that's cotton buds <laughs> for uh, people uh, in the UK, just to translate that. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, well, I actually still use them, but like I, I you, you're not supposed to stick them in your earlobe, but I, I use them just to because you know your ears are kind of moist when you get the shower. It's just a nice right, way, yeah. to sort of yeah, dry, all, yeah, all the all the nooks and crannies of the ear. But yeah. I, I don't stick them in the actual ear, you know, itself, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is fine. Uh, okay. But pe- people, people are worried that people are going to stab themselves in the eardrum. Oof. Yeah. Which you shouldn't cool. do, obviously. So just you no, know, no, 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 be, be no. wise, be careful. And why are we talking about this, Tim? <laughs> we have a very interesting <laughs> film to discuss, and you're sidetracking us into <laughs> modern day ear maintenance. <laughs> I think a lot of our uh, listeners would be interested to know. Oh dear. Uh, yes, I don't think it's as dull as Tim does. I actually think there's uh, enough here to make it interesting. As a not as a good movie though, I, sh- I should point out it's definitely like a weird failed thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's a dull weird failed thing though. I think there's enough going on to, to keep it interesting. <laughs> so you know, take that high praise for for what it's worth. <laughs> but I, I shall be, I guess, pr- playing the role of defense Ooh. on this podcast. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> yes. For once, uh, I, but... I'm. I mean, I, I wish I had that uh, optimism because I had high mm. hopes. I thought, you know, again, I I, uh, I was really looking forward to it. And uh, again, it's not like the worst thing in the world. Like I'm not saying like, oh, the, this is the boy. Know. No, no, the boy's great. <laughs> of course, it's not gonna <laughs> reach those heights. But you know, I was hoping it would at least be like, I don't, uh, just give me a little something more um, than what it did. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like uh, especially like a lot of that like early that stuff early on. I just really didn't care about it. Like you know, like you're saying, like there's bad acting, but to me, it's like it's not the kind of bad acting like in the room or, or something where it you know I find like much more interesting and entertaining. It's just kind of like normal bad acting that I again just kind of bores me. And by the time that we did start getting to like cooler stuff with like you know actually some kills and weird crazy psychic stuff going on like i just felt like tuned out of the movie unfortunately okay i mean it's a bit <laughs> unfair to compare the bad acting to the most entertaining bad acting of all time uh sure <laughs> i never said i enjoyed the bad acting though i like it, the um right i was just yeah just making a, a point that like you, yeah. you know, you're saying uh honestly the, the the moments for me early on that were entertaining with the acting or with the characters i should say uh, was less the performances, well, less the dialogue anyway, and more mm. the way characters would just stare really intently at something. There'd be these moments where they just zone out and stare at something, and the the music would ramp up, and the the camera would track into whatever they were staring at. Like it does that a few times, and it's really intense. And that to me was like, oh, this is entertaining in a <laughs> kind of silly way. Uh, so it wasn't so much the line delivery, which is what makes the room mostly so funny. Uh, also, the fact that Tommy Wiseau is an alien and doesn't understand how <laughs> human beings speak, but that's okay. Uh, so is it weird that like <laughs> all the uh, the flashback scenes in the Chucky TV show, like he just looks like Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> that did occur to me. Yes, the first time I saw young <laughs> young Charles Leary, I thought 
that's uh chucky wiseau is what that is <laughs> that's exactly what i thought uh, so I guess we'll get into the spoilers then, uh, so we can actually talk about everything that happens in Bloodbeat. Uh, but I think if you like weird movies, especially weird movies that think they're going to be like an art house film, <laughs> uh, if that appeals to you, I think you'll get something out of Bloodbeat. Uh, but just don't expect an actual good movie. But sure. yeah, I mean, give it a shot. I think it was like eighty-seven minutes, so it's not going to take too much time of your soul. And the the you know, especially if, um, you know, you're looking for, you know, uh, I, we love uh, Christmas horror movies, but like, you know, there's a decent amount of them, but you, you kind of just watch the same ones over and over again. Your Black Christmas, your Christmas Evil, your Silent Night, Deadly Nights. If you're looking for one you haven't seen yet, again, it's not very Christmassy, but, you know, maybe it'll tickle that itch. Hmm. Tickle the itch. Yeah, uh, the Christmas itch. <laughs> also, I'll say the uh, the modern version of it uh, does look very nice. Like for such a a weird little low budget movie from the early eighties, mm. it looks really nice in HD. Like I, I don't know how much work <laughs> went into it, or if it was just very well preserved. But uh, mm. it is four by three. It was shot in four by three, so that does stick out a little bit for the time period. But it does look very nice. Yeah, I didn't realize it, but I think at the end of the movie. Um, they did a, a quick little logo for, I forget if it was Vinegar Syndrome or I think it uh, was. Severin. I, I think it's Vinegar okay. Syndrome because I think they did the, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that would make sense because they usually like do a really good job of, uh, you know, restoring these kind of like old movies <laughs> or like these, you know, kind of like hitting cult movies that, you know, uh, they, they always do a good job putting a lot of love in them, making them look good and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unnatural just how good... It feels like something that should be on a shitty VHS tape and, like, oh, yeah. oh it, it looks pristine and high quality. Yeah. This is very weird, but uh, yeah, that's one of It should be, the... like, something some old guy in a cave you know, gives you. <laughs> but, hey, one of the marvels uh, of modern tone media is getting weird stuff like this looking like... I don't know... Like, Paramount spent millions of dollars remastering it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Bloodbeat. Full spoilers from this point on. Uh, what else to do? And start at the beginning. The opening mm. of the movie is a hunter. Turns out to be Gary, right? Uh, the, the, of course it does. The not officially stepdad of the, of the couple, mm-hmm. but... The stepdad base, of our hearts. Basically stepdad. Uh, but he's just walking through the, the, the forest. Not to be confused with the stepfather. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking through the forest with his bow and arrow and he's hunting, right? The, the characters mm-hmm. in this are big into the hunting. And mm-hmm. that's like... Spe- like uh, Laura Croft. Did you say Laura Croft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lara Croft, Tim. Come on. <laughs> Laura, yeah. That's what I said. It's literally your name with a, an L. <laughs> my name yeah <laughs> sorry tara's name it's tara's name <laughs> this is what happens when i record an episode after i woke up from a nap okay <sighs> all right continue <laughs> thank you so this takes ages building up to him and i thought it was weird that it never shows you what he's aiming at it just kind of builds up does that like cinematic thing where it builds up and it cuts to the next scene right he's about raises about to you know you know let go of the bow uh mm-hmm. and it's just him arriving home and he's got a deer 
and he he strings it oh, up dear. on on the on the tree. He's it's not a reindeer. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he strings it up in the tree. We're introduced <laughs> to Kathy, his his partner, <laughs> and the following scene is. I mean, I, I don't feel like this ever really became relevant at any point in the movie, the fact that he wanted to get married and she didn't. But we get a scene where he, he says, oh, the kids are coming by soon. Uh, how about I tell them that I'm going to marry their mother? And she's like, <laughs> no, we talked about this, Gary. I don't want this. And they have like a bit of Classic an awkward moment. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I guess that's a plot point. That'll be something that comes up later. Maybe like she'll regret not marrying him right before he dies or something later. Nah, it never really matters. <laughs> the factors in the end. Um... I, I, or, or maybe like the fact that she doesn't want to get married would tie mm. into the, the the spirit or something. Like maybe she was married to a like a, a, the descendant of a samurai or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Like yeah, I thought it may become know. relevant in some way, and it never mm. really did. But hey, uh, not enough weddings in uh, horror movies. Is I guess <laughs> it could be a fun thing. I, I suppose. Uh, uh, so her son <laughs> and daughter arrive and then the son uh, Ted has brought his girlfriend Sarah right mm-hmm. and it's kind of awkward where at first the, you know like every, like the, the Ted uh, not Ted sorry the Gary's like oh like, uh, who are you <laughs> right so there's two weird things that happen in this scene one mm-hmm. is that when the mother comes out of the house and sees that Ted has brought a girlfriend just like stares at her with these daggers like <laughs> like uh you know in the kill bill where mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, yeah. it'll like, zoom into the eyes and go dee, 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 <laughs> right it's basically kind of like that without the zooming in and without the music just like staring uh and of course this makes sarah the young girlfriend kind of uncomfortable but then sarah has kind of a similar moment where she turns around and sees the deer like who's like the carcass, which has been like you know cut open, and like you know, Gar- Gary's doing, he's you know working on it. He's he's uh, gotten the deer, and she has like a similar similar moment where she looks at the deer and she's like, mm. uh, and I don't know if it happens yet. I, no, I think the first time it happens is actually when they go upstairs, uh, and Ted takes Sarah into the guest room where they're going to stay, and the first time that like, the camera like they they put like a filter on the camera for like a weird moment where it turns like purple. And I, I wasn't sure what this was meant to signify at this point. It, I, I guess I can understand it now, having seen the whole movie, but it's kind of like she has like a flash of the room in purple, and it, it's this weird kind of like, and it's like, oh, we're getting kind of art house here, we're getting weird within camera effects and the the opticals and, and whatnot. Um, she turned on detective mode. She turned on detective mode. Yes. That is... It's <laughs> a very good way of putting that, actually. <laughs> uh... But that, that scene in and of itself is, is kind of a is a bit of a trove for weirdness. I thought uh, between this effect and like her like thinking there's something weird in the room and feeling like because the mother uh, Kathy she like paints so there's lots of like weird like just abstract paintings about the house and she just feels weird because the paintings like oh the mother she feels like she's in the room with us this is weird so they've just arrived at his mother's place this this little farmhouse. And they go upstairs just to unpack. And Ted thinks this is the perfect time to have sex for some reason. Even though it's the middle of the day. <laughs> Hell and... yeah. 
<laughs> and his mother's still awake downstairs. Gary's walking around. <laughs> his sister, who's also an adult, is like walking around. And he's like, let's have sex. So, so he starts kissing her. <laughs> and he's kissing her now. And, she get, and at one point she gets distracted and she looks around and goes, oh, that's weird. I feel weird. And then he, he keeps kissing her though. And she, she kind of gets back into it. She's like, yeah, okay, okay. We keep going. And I'm thinking, this is weird. Like, this is a weird time to decide to have sex in your parents' or your mother's house. Like, <laughs> middle of the day, doors still wide open, I think. Like, like <laughs> literally any point, anyone in the, the house could walk in. Like, it's just, it's really weird. Hey, maybe that's his kinky. He likes the, the danger of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, apparently he also likes to see how many times he can ignore the word no before finally giving up, <laughs> because she gets so weirded out and feels like the mother's presence is in the room, and it comes to the mother, and it's like she it's like she knows. It's like the mother can tell they're, having, they're about to have sex. She's, it comes to the mother painting, and she's like, mm, my boy, my boy's about to be touched by some little slut. As you can see in her face, you can see in her face. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can kind of spoil it, but I think like roughly half the characters in this movie seem to have psychic powers. Well, well, well I mean, but the very end, sure. I mean, it's mainly the mother. And I guess Sarah uh, both seem to have some kind of psychic ability, which is it's kind of what starts to come up here is that they both have weird psychic moments. Uh, <laughs> the mother more knowingly, seemingly, but yeah, she, she starts saying no and pushing him off, and like he just kind of ignores her for ages, just kissing her neck, uh, and eventually she has to start shoving. Uh, and what, what really got me is that in the next scene, which I think is the same day still. Like, they're all going hunting, and he's, like, dragging her along. She's like, I've never hunted before. I don't want to hunt. And he's like, nah, come on, I'll be fine. Just, just hold the gun then if you're going to take part. Just be around. Uh, you know, that awkwardness of, like, being dragged along to a family activity that you have no interest in. Or <laughs> Especially when it's killing stuff. Yes. Uh, but there's a line here where they're, they're in the woods, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry about before, Ted. And his response isn't like, no, I'm sorry, I took, you know, like, 20 no's before I finally stopped and had to be pushed away. <laughs> his response is, that's fine, doesn't matter. It just keeps walking. <laughs> it's fine, doesn't matter, is his response uh, to, to that. But, sure. Uh, so, I don't know, there's enough weird things and like, the weird little flashes of, like, colour and weird effects and the, the I was like okay does, does the mother actually sense what's going on upstairs can she can she, is she does she have a psychic bond with her son and can some and can sarah somehow sense this can she, she sense her aura in the in the room i don't know i was pretty intrigued i was pretty intrigued <laughs> at this point timmy i don't know what your you know what your problem is you know mr hoity-toity over here but uh I mean, I I don't think it was as uh, interesting as you're painting it uh, to be. As when I was watching it, just it, it didn't do me. It didn't hook me as much as that. I don't think I added that many flourishes, so I'm not sure who I'm painting it any other way than what it actually was. But sure. Um, so yeah, there's a big scene where there there so you know it likes to do this thing. Do you know what it almost made me think of? You know how in Zombie Two. Uh, mm. Lucio Fulci's Zombie 2, of course, Zombie Flesh Eaters, aka Zombie. If I, you know, mm. we reviewed it just earlier this year, in fact. Uh, 
So that, that has this thing where it likes to do the slow pulsing music, right? As like, you know, zombies are getting up and walking towards something or whatever. I kind of feel like the soundtrack here was kind of a little like that and that it had this sort of like pulsing drum beat and it mm-hmm. was like it was building up to the kill. It was building up to them finally like finding and killing a deer. Um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is really to say that I, I felt like they stretched their runtime a little bit here early on by like having this <laughs> last kind of like a while. Uh, mm. but eventually they find a deer and like the, the entire family who's went hunting like the like ted his sister gary also some other guy with a beard who looked exactly like gary and i couldn't <laughs> tell them apart uh like they're all aiming their either guns or bows at this deer and it's building up to like a fever pitch where clearly uh sarah's going to like stop them she's going to yell out and make them miss or something and sure enough she does uh which when we actually think about this later on the context of like what's going on and where the story goes i thought this would be again a more prominent moment or idea like like the deer comes back and saves them in the end (laughs) no i I was well everything that's happening in the first half of this movie is kind of triggering sarah right because we find out at the end that she is like the reincarnated spirit or of the the, the samurai right. um so i thought well, oh we're going to find out more about the, the the samurai's backstory and why he's so averse to like killing animals and like mm-hmm. he was he was done wrong and that's why he's a vengeful spirit who's out to and i thought it was going to tie in directly to kathy and that's why there's some weird images and other things later mm-hmm. which we'll get to but i don't feel like they ever like tied in Sarah's aversion to this killing and her reaction here mm-hmm. to anything that happened later, anything we learned later. I never feel like it linked up with anything to me. Maybe, maybe like that it's they're like two opposing spirits. Like, you know, she's very against killing, but when she's a samurai, she loves killing. <laughs> and for the record, she's not possessed by the samurai spirit. That's, that's very worth pointing out. Mm-hmm. She is not like. So she's still clearly with the others but later on when we see the samurai out and about doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that said, she does have a, a link to the samurai doing things, which we'll talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so she actually freaks out here when they get mad at her for, uh, like, interrupting the, the hunting. And she runs away, Ted runs after her, and she ends up running down, like, like through the forest and down a road and runs into a random guy who is bleeding and, like, sort of falls, like, into her. And that's why they call the police, and this guy's mm-hmm. taken to hospital. Uh, or to the morgue. I, I, I actually can't remember if he technically died or not, but either way, mm-hmm. uh, this was where the mumblecore part of the movie kicked in, and the sheriff was like, meh, 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 Was that? Speak up, Mr. Sheriff, man. What's going on? That's part yep. one of the movie, basically, <laughs> right? That's phase one. Phase one. <laughs> well, phase two is important. Fa- phase two is, well, I'll own some, a weird, awkward game of Monopoly, whilst, like, mm. Kathy, the mother, and Sarah are both sitting on the couch side by side in just awkward silence. Uh, mm. Phase two is that during this awkward silence, 
Sarah starts to feel something when the samurai makes like the first kill, and it's all it's kind of POV. You don't really see the samurai yet. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like POV in the character. I think it's the other bearded guy who was with them hunting before, and he turns around and streams, and like you know, it's more implied that he gets killed than anything. Yeah, you see, like maybe I'm lying there with some blood coming from his neck or something after, but mm-hmm. uh, Sarah excuses herself, goes back up to the guest room to to lie down, and then we see. You know, more POV, <laughs> the samurai, uh, like, Andrew sees like a couple in a house that obviously are going to be victims, you know, typical horror movie stuff. So this is really where it turns mm-hmm. into a horror movie, because we actually get stalking and we get build up to kills and, and things like that. Because sure. up until this point, it was, other than some weirdness, it was mostly just kind of awkward art house wannabe drama, right? <laughs> up until this point. This is where it kind of pivots into horror a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. So as 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 this is happening, as we're interested in this couple, and it's this, you know, middle-aged couple where the husband is demanding the wife go make him tea, and then when she comes back <laughs> with a tray of tea, and it ha- you know, it's not just like a cup of tea. Like, see, it's pe- people in the UK, when they ask for a cup of tea, they get a cup of tea. They just ask them, do you want milk or sugar? And that's it. And they'll bring back a... No, she brings back a tray with a bowl of sugar, and, you know, like, uh, the, the whole works, right? And then he goes, mm. where's my orange juice? As if, it's, as, as if he always gets orange juice with his tea. Is that a thing people do? Do people get orange juice with tea? I don't know. I'm uncultured. I'm uncivilized. I don't know these things. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, I'm so assuming... that, It doesn't seem like two yeah, tastes that would go well together. Yeah, I don't think they're mixing them. I, I, I think the idea is that you, I guess, follow up the tea with some nice cold orange juice. Yeah, but you know, you're still going to have that tea taste in your mouth and then you get that orange taste invading yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, also I don't know. Uh, this is a this is a weird point to, to make but like mm. I, th- I think the orange juice she was making was from like powder she was like putting powder <gasps> in a in a in a glass and pouring water in and i was like is this like instant mix orange juice what is this i, <laughs> I guess it's not that dissimilar to from diluting orange juice but that comes in liquid form i've never seen orange juice be made with a powder before uh i, I mean isn't that what tang is <laughs> i don't know i don't know tang <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was like a popular thing in the u.s for a bit okay. i think it's a little bit before my time but yeah I, the... I, I never did orange juice that way but uh i mean we we did the kool-aid with the powder uh yeah kool-aid wasn't a thing here either so this, this is a cultural thing M- making the, the only thing i can think of that's made from powder here is like instant milkshakes like, that's the only thing i can Ooh. think of well, that sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> yes, Nesquik. Yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overly fond myself, but uh, uh, I like a good milkshake. I, I like actual milkshakes that are made from <laughs> you know ice cream and stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so so this couple, just these awful characters, and it's like okay, so they're about to die. The wife dies first. Samurai kills her. Uh, in fact, the husband has a whole extended segment. The husband has this like ridiculous slow motion jump out the window, and then he, <laughs> even though this is the town he Not lives in, so, presu- <laughs> so presumably he knows where to go to get to the police station or somewhere else that you would go for help. And he's got a he's got a vehicle. He's in a van. He somehow like stops like uh, a clearly closed like shop. Or whatever mm. tries to like ask for help. There's no one there. He gets back in his van. He drives some more and. Would you believe it? He drives into a ditch and then is running outside, <laughs> and he only just makes it to our main character's house and like dies right outside the house via bow and arrow. 
uh and like dies like sort of and they, they hear the noise and they go and check and he's like you know standing there against the the, the door all bloody and stuff mm. right whole extended sequence but that's not the important stuff of the scene the important stuff of the scene is that it's constantly cutting back to sarah mm-hmm. in bed oh yeah <laughs> with with all i can describe because at first i was like this feels slightly sexual and i'm not sure if it's intentional it definitely is intentional mm. given like it keeps you know getting more sexual but oh yeah the way i would describe it at first is that she's having both a nightmare <laughs> and an orgasm at the same time nightgasm and it yes yes <laughs> where she's sort of like asleep but she's making noises but as the scene goes on she starts like thrusting her pelvis like up into the air <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she's sort of like holding the bed sheet like in between her legs as if she's humping it almost. And when the samurai kills, that's like the moment where she starts proper like you know, yelling out in climax. That's that's like the that's the money shot. She's getting off on the samurai killing people. And it's at this point where I'm like, What is this movie? What is going on? She's like she she didn't want to kill the deer, but now she's like getting all turned on by the samurai killing human beings. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I would definitely agree that this is where the movie did start to, you know, pick up for me. Like, you know, all the like all this stuff I I think was actually you know generally good and interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, what once once the samurai starts killing people, I think it's it's pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah, and it does you know a few art house things here or there. I do I do actually think there's a couple of genuinely creepy shots here or there. Uh, there's one shot of like uh outside the house in the dark where you can still see the the deer carcass swinging from the tree that i actually thought looked really mm. eerie it, it looked the sort of shot you might have gotten like in like uh, uh this is maybe like, like maybe it's just because four by three but it made me think of evil dead like i could almost see like a shot of the cabin mm-hmm. with this like deer swinging in the dark it had a similar kind of low lit quality to it but like mm-hmm. it, it looked creepy like you know this is the odd little moment um but then things go crazy. So when they when they see this guy at the door, uh, the the house, and this entire time Sarah just stays up in the the guest room. Uh, mm-hmm. No one like really goes to get her <laughs> until like all this supernatural shit starts happening, because the the phone catches on fire, so no one can call for help. Uh, mm-hmm. All of the windows and doors start like just banging like immediately, um, mm-hmm. and then Gary, poor, poor Gary, uh, <laughs> gets like tons of food thrown at him in the kitchen and like not like <laughs> like cooked food we're talking like you know just like you know just like a bag of flour get hit him in the head and then mm-hmm. i think there's one or two tins but it's mostly soft stuff but it knocks him out eventually he falls mm-hmm. I, I thought he was dead actually at first i thought man what a way to go <laughs> uh, i i really like to see that actually that mm-hmm. it was very funny and like the uh, i i like i feel like I don't think that they were like sponsored by anything, but oh, sure. I do feel like they did like have some really like close up zooms on like the brands and stuff. Like I, I'm, yeah, I was pretty sure like uh, he was get got hit with some soft drinks and like there was like a Pepsi and stuff mm. there, uh, which and I just thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't, they, I guess you have to do close ups of all the stuff rattling on the shelf because that's what they mm-hmm. do. Honestly, the the product placement that I noticed more than anything though was actually Sony because the. Oh. Uh, at the start of the movie when it's like sort of teasing that he's about to kill something in the woods mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of close-ups of his headphones and his like little uh, cassette Walkman mm-hmm. and it's, it's all Sony branded so I mean oh. I was like did Sony really pay for advertisement in, in this? 
<laughs> I, I find that hard to believe, but uh, <laughs> uh, apparently so. I mean, at the very least, they, they, they risk getting sued by Sony anyway. Like, we're associated with a movie like this. How dare they? <laughs> so, Can you get, like, sued for that, though, if it's just, like, if you buy the thing and it's, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I always wonder what the line is because it's, like, you know, sometimes it seems like there's movies like that, that like uh, this, that just like don't care, and they'll just show like whatever. And then you know, like sometimes you watch like these huge, you know, big budget movies that can obviously afford every anything, and like they really go hard out of their way to like not have specific brands. Like I, I do wonder if it is like actually something you could get sued over. Like and like, you know, if you're obviously doing something like, oh hey, you know, uh, Pepsi kills people. Like you know, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that they wouldn't want, but if you just have the product in the thing, does that matter? Uh, well, I'm not a lawyer, so uh, let me preface... Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, let me preface this with that. <laughs> um, I think part of what you said there's probably got something to do with it. Like, just having the logo be visible on something that it, it would be visible on, like... That said, though, you do often see, like, you know, like, MacBooks, like, they'll put, like, a poster or something over the Apple logo. Uh, yeah. So, clearly, there is an issue with it. I know mm. that, famously, the fourth Highlander movie, uh, mm. they had to blur out some later versions of it because oh. at one point there was a, G- a GVC, like, logo on, like, a billboard, and they had to mm. just blur the whole... And it's, like, a good... It's a big thing that's behind the main character at one point. So, it's, it's a really, mm. like, awkward, like, big thing they've blurred out in one scene. Uh, and I wonder if that's just because it is just a big advert, if, effectively. Mm. Uh, I I do wonder if like oh, if it's just a, like a the title a logo on a device like like something like a TV or something like that. Like, is it a big mm. deal because it's just kind of happenstance? Like, because they all have something there. You can't like yeah. unless you go out of your way to like hide it. Like most like maybe some cheap cheap TVs like won't have a logo there, but like almost every mm. TV will have their logo. Unless it's, like, one of the ones, I guess, now that, are like, uh, don't have, like, a bezel because they're trying to be, like, ultra-sleek and thin, so there's no room for it, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just always, like, stands out to me because I feel like, you know, especially, like, with, with stuff like comic books, like, I, I feel like a lot of times I'll read, like, some indie comic that will just be, you know, very real blunt and, like, hey, like, let's go to McDonald's or something, but then, like, and, you know, you'll read something from Marvel or DC and it's like, hey, let's go to McBurger, you know, like, they... <laughs> Like, I don't know, and I, was, I just always find that, like, weird that it's like, oh, sometimes it seems like the more money you have, you know, the less willing you are to actually put a real thing in your <laughs> thing. Uh, just playing it safe, perhaps, in most cases, yeah. I imagine. Uh, especially mentioning something, I mean, you can mention something, like, I mean... Yeah, it exists. Uh, yeah, like, like, you, you, you can mention McDonald's, and, it, and even if you say something negative about McDonald's, as long as it's, like... It's okay because it's a movie character who has like a weird conspiracy right, yeah. theory. Like you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's fine. Um, as as long as that disclaimer at the end of the credits about it being fictitious is still there, yeah. you're you're covered <laughs> legally, I believe. Um, Ooh. So, yeah, that, that's the. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, crazy scene. The, the, so eventually, Ted's like, "Shit, I need to go try and save my girlfriend." And he runs up to the guest room, and there's, like, a blue... And it's, it's really... like The effects in this movie are really just kind of, like, colour filter circles <laughs> over parts of the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, there's, like, a force field on the door that won't let him in. 
So they eventually, mm-hmm. he just kind of gives up after like a couple of tries. Uh, but him and his sister, now he gives up. Yeah, him and his sister end up hiding in the closet. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's actually the mother, Kathy, who eventually just kind of saunters into a little like <laughs> art studio room and just like holds out her hands and starts saying something to the effect of, we do not fear you, spirits. Leave <laughs> or something, something, something. Uh, you know, but her, her hands like glow. There's like a sort of like little like light circle that comes out of both her hands uh, as this is all happening. So this is getting it's getting kind of nuts at this point. It's like okay, the mother clearly has like psychic powers, uh, can sense stuff. She felt like something weird about Sarah as soon as she showed up, and that's why she was acting so strange around her. Uh, and I, because I, I genuinely thought, because there's, there's hints either here or later on. It's probably later on, actually, because I think it's when this, you can actually see the samurai walking around. Because you, you've definitely seen the samurai by this point, but only from, like, behind. He's not in the house, like, you know, sauntering around or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there's a point where there's, like, a couple of random shots of, like, a nuclear bomb going off, right? Presumably, you know, in Japan. And I was like, wait, first of all, very different era than samurai times <laughs> i mean that's noble yes. but part, part of me was like wait is it have the descendants of like of kathy's family like, committed crimes against like the samurai's family Jeez. like or you know not descendants she's the descendant of people who have committed crimes you know what i mean ancestors yeah, yeah. the ancestors mm-hmm. of kathy is, is this like yeah. a sort of family thing that's went through generations because it kind of felt like it was specific because it almost felt like sarah might never have been triggered had she not come to this house and be psychically probed by <laughs> by Kathy, because you because know, right. I, I think like earlier on when she tried to have a nap, she like had a vision of like samurai armor and she like opened a trunk mm-hmm. in the room and there was a katana and mm-hmm. some armor and stuff, which <clears throat> I forgot to mention because it was such a quick little right. thing. But um, yes, so I wasn't sure. I, I was like I was kind of intrigued by what it was trying maybe trying to imply here. Uh, I, by the time the movie ended, I kind of realized that I don't think it had much to say, but <laughs> but it did kind of feel like it maybe it was trying to get at something for a little bit mm. with some of this stuff. Mm. I don't yeah, know. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so it works though. The the spirit stops terrorizing them for now, and they wake up Gary. They get Sarah out of her room, although she's been having a a rollicking time in there. Um, and for some reason later that same night Ted who we've established at this point uh, you know gets horny in appropriate times uh, <laughs> so after he like helps Gary get back up and they're, they're kind of just and the phone's like you know, like I said it was on fire it just randomly caught on fire mm-hmm. earlier so it's just kind of like charged like okay we'll have to wait till the morning to go get help so let's just you know all go to bed or whatever and we see, like, various characters in bed. Ted goes to... After he puts his sister to sleep and stuff and, like, puts a bandage on Gary or whatever, he just goes into the guest room where Sarah is still asleep. It's like she... Like, he doesn't think that's weird that she never <laughs> got up. She never got woken up by all of the chaos because it was, like, really loud. There was banging everywhere. People were screaming. It, the whole thing was chaos. But Sarah never got up. Oh. Instead of thinking that's weird, maybe I should ask if she's okay or check or ask if she heard anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get into bed and start initiating sex. That's his <laughs> plan. Uh, but unlike before, she gets really into it this time mm-hmm. and gets on top and starts starts riding them. And I'm like, okay, okay. 
So clearly she's more in the mood now because she's been having all these weird erotic like connections to the samurai killings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, and it's right around here where the samurai kills a couple of red shirts in the forest. Just, you know, the samurai is going <laughs> through the forest, kills mm-hmm. a guy who's going for a piss, and then kills the other guys at the campsite. And when this happens, she starts having more intense orgasms whilst having sex with, mm-hmm. with Ted. So she starts like, and obviously Ted, because she's, she's, she's on top and she starts just kind of like, like, sort of like, I don't know, like, what's the word i'm looking for describe sex to us <laughs> no what's the what's the word when you uh like uh you go kind of st- <laughs> don't, don't make a joke you know what i mean here okay. when, when your body goes kind of stiff and you kind of like start like like well, almost uh, like you're having like a seizure but you're you're like you're erect. No, no. So don't make the, the obvious joke, you bastard. No, you're, uh, you're, you're... Like seizing? Like, you're... You know, you're, you're going stiff, but it's sort of going on and off, and you're kind of... I, I don't know, like a... But, like, I don't know, seizure is like the only thing I can oh, those, those, think of. Those, those, oh, the word I just keep the word vibrating just keeps playing in my head and it's not that <laughs> obviously. Uh you're Doesn't matter. The point is okay. right <laughs> we've established that she is God damn it. I'm gonna think of this word like two hours after we've done recording <laughs> i'm going to be so mad at myself anyway uh so yes she's she's uh you know she, she's reacting very strongly um mm-hmm. and all i could think is man ted ted must his ego must be going wild right now <laughs> he must be thinking he is the best lay that ever lived because she is sure. acting like a wildebeest right now <laughs> the way she's reacting it's like, oh man, I, I, my, I'm on my game tonight. Like, I'm, do, I'm doing good work. I'm doing the Lord's work right now. Like, <laughs> this is one satisfied woman right now. Hmm. Now, yes. Is now is this maybe why she was more hesitant to do it before? Like, maybe gyrating. Like she... She's gyrating. That was the word. Gyrating. Okay. <laughs> continue, Tim. Continue. Uh, like maybe she knows that by having sex, she's going to like unleash the spirit or something so maybe is that why she was like a little bit hesitant before or something i don't know uh i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i don't know what you say i like clearly at this point like the spirit of the samurai is kind of like taking over the connection so strong and sure I, I guess you could argue that the, the samurai is making its way towards the house, and now that mm. it's gotten to the house, it's going to... Uh, well, it's not there yet, but the, the next day when actually the armor's brought into the house, that's mm. when the connection is complete. Mm. And it's found its way to her. So it's not even like Sarah herself is evil or, or knew about this or anything. She's just mm. kind of taken over eventually. Uh, by the spirit of the samurai, which I, I said that she wasn't possessed. I mean, she kind of eventually, like, actually becomes the samurai. We see her in like samurai makeup, putting on the yeah. helmet, uh, very late in the film. But that's like after all this happens, where like the samurai are because the next day, for some reason, like, so so 
Gary goes to take the body into town uh, of you know the guy who was outside, mm-hmm. and the other characters just like like Ted just goes hunting as if like <laughs> n- nothing happened last night. I think the mother starts painting, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know what Dolly, the sister, was doing, but uh, like, the, like the, the I think she's just you out hunting as well. You can't let these things control your lives. You know, you, you have to go out and live. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, the, you, the previous can't. Tim, the previous day, a man died on their front door, and then tons of supernatural <laughs> shit happened. Right, like, yeah. and they're all just like having like this weird normal morning of like they seem to otherwise <laughs> would be, but then, then eventually the samurai like attacks, uh, like comes after the sister, comes after Dolly, and like Ted and her run from it. But this is where we start getting this weird like POV shot from the samurai, where it's like this weird red and black like filter. It's like one of these like early computer filters but back before anyone should have been using any such things <laughs> uh it looks really really old school and tacky but hey maybe that's part of the charm uh but the samurai's also given off like a blue glow so there's like a sort of blue glow that hits them when it gets close uh, the whole thing's a bit goofy but uh eventually like gary like hears them streaming runs out and like hits the the samurai and it just sort of crumbles and it's just the armor that's left. It's like, oh, it's just the armor now. So they bring it back to the house. The mother and the sister both want to burn it. And Gary's like, no, 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 it's evidence. It's evidence. We have to give this to the police. Uh, and then some spooky shit happens. Uh, Kathy kind of realizes that, I guess, Sarah is the descendant or the reincarnated spirit of the samurai. And she puts on the outfit. Uh, Sarah, that is, puts on the outfit. Uh, we see her with, like, make, you know, samurai makeup on, and, uh, which I actually thought looked kind of cool, actually. It was kind of like, oh, like, she's, she's now, like, fully accepted this kind of thing. And she has kind of, like, a weird... Fa- I think this is where we see the, the images of the nuclear bomb and stuff, where she's kind of having this, like, face-off with, with Kathy, and Kathy's trying to fight, fight her psychically. Uh, samurai sarah says a bunch of lines i really didn't hear what any of them said though because it's like a weird there's like a voice effect on her and like there's music blaring at this point so i didn't really hear any of the dialogue i think it was just along the lines of you can't defeat me your power is not strong enough i think it was stuff like that but like i couldn't hear any of it i had the uh captions on but honestly i can't remember what they said i can't imagine it was that interesting then yeah it's i don't think it was yes uh, so, poor, poor, poor uh, Gary comes in, and, like, the samurai just, like, shoots him with an arrow, and that's him. He's, like, he's dead. <sighs> Gary, we hardly knew Gary. you. Yeah. 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 Uh, played by Tim's friend, Gary. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Tim's right, I had to so. call him up after and make sure he was okay. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what you do. Uh, and then, sure enough, Kathy is not able to, to fight back and uh the samurai kills her uh and that's when ted and his sister come right into the room and despite the fact that they barely acknowledged or believed that their mother had psychic powers both put out (laughs) their hands and like as a team because they both inherited their psychic powers both start to have glowy hands and like sort of like psychically attack the samurai together and during this last segment there's actually a really famous piece of classical music playing uh, the uh, ah, he, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah that that one uh yeah. that's like playing through all this last section and it's really like loud it's over the top of everything uh their hands are glowing the samurai's glowing and they well they win and they walk out in the credits roll <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it i mean i i feel like i'm, I'm almost short selling the last like 30 minutes of this movie because it is actually pretty crazy um mm-hmm. there's all these little things with the way it will cut to close-ups or the way it will use color filters for just like quick shots here or there um i i guess it, you know i think i took the first time the filter showed up when sarah walked into the 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 bedroom as like a psychic flash which I guess it kind of still is, but I, I guess that, that was her like connecting to the samurai. But be- because she didn't have that flash until she went to the house, I genuinely thought, oh, it's going to turn out that the samurai is connected to Kathy, and that's why mm-hmm. it's all triggering while she's here. But then nothing ever really seemed to come of it. Like the the one moment being when the samurai was like coming towards Kathy, and we see all these flashes of the past. Like, mm-hmm. is that just Kathy reading the samurai's like history from its mind, uh, or is it? Like the samurai sort of saying, "This is why I'm going on a path of vengeance," uh, at least against humans. Because, uh, like I say, it never really is important that Sarah was against killing a deer earlier on. Like mm. you would think that would play into maybe like a struggle where the sa- like she's trying to fight the samurai because she doesn't believe in killing or something, and or maybe it would just turn out to be like a, a human vengeance thing. And like maybe this samurai likes animals and doesn't like the killing of deer. Oh. That'd be nice. <laughs> and maybe that's why the samurai is quite happy to, to butcher this family because they're a bunch of deer killers. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a sacred deer. It was the killing of a sacred deer, is that what you tell me? <laughs> exactly. Very good. Very, very witty. <laughs> uh, it's another movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like I feel like I've rattled on explaining plot here, Tim. Give, give mm. some thoughts on all this craziness that they back to I mean, the movie. Yeah, I mean all this back stuff. Um, I actually did enjoy. Uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Uh, uh, where where I do it, I do agree. It's a little hard to kind of explain. Like, yeah, if you're not seeing it, but I mean, once it is getting a little crazier and it has like yeah people like coming out with these like psychic powers and like you know the, the hands are starting to glow and all this uh and then you know and you're actually getting some good glimpses of the samurai because you don't really see it that much throughout the movie um this stuff uh you know was definitely piquing my interest more um i just wish maybe i had cared a little bit more about the characters or you know, had some more interest, uh, you know, throughout the movie. I, I think maybe this would have hit a, a little bit harder for me. I still liked it, but, um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I still wasn't, like, too thrilled. But this stuff is cool. <laughs> I'll give it that. I, I do like how just kind of weird and crazy it is. And I do like that they don't really try to explain anything. <laughs> like, I don't know, I feel like, especially with modern movies, they're very focused on having to come up with all these dumb explanations, which, I mean, you probably would want at least maybe some vague explanations here, but I kind of like that they're just like, eh, we're not really going to tell you anything. You'll get it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't need everything explained, but I definitely would have liked a little bit more of a hint as to, like, <laughs> a few things here. Yeah. But uh, as it is, it's just kind of, like, crazy and weird enough that I think it's... Mm. I think all that stuff is pretty entertaining. Uh, I think it's an interestingly shot film 
sometimes it comes off as a bit like wannabe art house or a bit like you know a film shouldn't gone mad kind of thing uh, <laughs> i did check this is the only film that the director's directed interesting um it, does, it hasn't even been involved in that many other films in other capacities wrote one other film wrote and directed this this is a uh, fabrice angie uh Zafritos. zafritos there you go fabrice angie zafritos uh very french name uh obviously i probably butchered the pronunciation um but like we oui, oui. you know i i i think it's just like and maybe the reason why i got more out of this than you is because like a lot of the entertainment i got was from like the the weird filmmaking that kind of went along with it the, the shooting style uh the weird like attempts to build suspense in moments which I don't necessarily think worked, but I at least kind of like appreciated like what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought I found enough of a curiosity in that mm-hmm. stuff that even the early part of the film wasn't that dull for me. I was kind of like like that kept the first half enter- entertaining to me, and then the second half mm-hmm. is where the plot gets kind of crazy and all the weird supernatural stuff happens and the the samurai kills and and all the rest of it and, and and the psychic stuff is like really where it goes like just out the window and like okay this movie's just kind of crazy and like so- someone had this this wild idea of a, a reincarnated samurai spirit attacking a family on christmas and the family has psychic powers <laughs> why, why, did hey, Ka- why did kathy not want to marry gary i don't know but that's scary come on <laughs> um hey maybe, maybe i'll give it another shot maybe i'll uh, keep that in mind and try and watch it again maybe i'll get a little more enjoyment out of it but yeah i mean again i, I don't want to be too negative like you know it's uh you know i i think there's still stuff in here that's compelling and worth uh checking out so yeah you, know, you know it is a weird enough movie where it's like well you have to see it at least once i'd probably say to people um yeah i i just i had high hopes and i kind of wish it really like this was one that really knocked out of the park for me instead of you know just being like oh okay 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 uh <laughs> i i got a little bit more out of it um not a good movie but certainly an interesting one and mm-hmm. not, not one that i don't think i was ever there's definitely some slow stretches but it's maybe try to like do the whole like art house suspense thing a little bit mm-hmm. too much and not being <clears throat> successful at it but uh other than that i can't say i was not engaged in some way or another now admittedly mm. very rarely was it because of probably what the movie wanted to engage me in but mm. you know that's, that's part of the the, <laughs> the finding the gems and the horror movie pits that, that, that it is anyway so for sure <laughs> hey ho hey ho uh so ho, yes ho, ho. so so yes ho 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 indeed uh so mm. yes the, the the children of kathy have psychic powers too apparently <laughs> uh, and we're able to harness them enough to fight the samurai spirit despite the fact that they never really seem to acknowledge actually no, that's not entirely true the, the, the daughter did acknowledge it once the daughter did say at one point don't try to read my mind mom that there was a scene so at least she did acknowledge that her mother has some sort of psychic ability okay 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 there was one there was one moment i i will concede uh still though still though they, they, they're still. like our powers combine, twin powers activate, and I mean, not <laughs> twins, but yeah. Uh, might as well be. <laughs> might as well be. All right. T- I guess we should read the movie, Timmy. What would you want to give uh, Bloodbeat? I'll, uh, <clears throat> I was kind of waffling uh, between, uh, which, by the way, kind of makes me want to have a waffle. But uh, 
<laughs> I was kind of waffling between uh, like a, a 3.5 and a, and a 4.0, um, which might sound pretty harsh, uh, but I, I mean, what can I say? Uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work for me uh, as well as I wanted. Um, but I mean, again, there's enough cool stuff in here that like I, I'm not going to go super low you know, and give it like a, a two or something like once it did get more zany and had like, you know, <laughs> flying food and um, like weird old dudes jumping out of windows, uh, like the, <laughs> the stuff like that is definitely entertaining <clears throat> um, enough that, you know, I'm not going to go too bad uh, or too low. And, um, you know, and uh, since it, you know, since it is Christmas and you and, you, and it seemed to bring some joy in, into your <laughs> life, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it uh, the four. Um, so generous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, definitely not a good movie. Uh, it does have some cool, cheesy, over the top stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I wish it worked uh, better for me. What can I say? But hey, who knows? Maybe maybe I was too tired or in a bad mood when i watched it yesterday so uh maybe i'll give it a chance some other time uh and try to keep what you said in mind maybe i'll appreciate it a little bit more but yeah yeah i'm, I'm going a bit more positive obviously not surprising mm -hmm. given the conversation but I, i'm gonna ha i'm mm -hmm. gonna slap a six on this bad boy wow i thought it was entertaining enough i thought it was weird enough i thought it was again not super successful but i i had enough of a unique time that I, I will happily take this over a lot of movies that we've watched where I'm just kind of, you know, it's dull and ineffective, whereas this was really interesting and ineffective <laughs> and sure. occasionally funny, occasionally like, whoa, this crazy plot, like, there's enough going on here. So maybe I'm being a little mm. generous, but I, I'm in the festive spirit. Uh, <laughs> although I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as a Christmas horror movie that much. Uh you probably still watch it at Christmas because it happens yeah. to be set at Christmas, but it's not really like a huge factor. It doesn't really get brought up that much. So, yeah. yes. Uh, did you like the scene where the siblings were playing Monopoly and the big, the long-haired cat was just lying on the Monopoly board like the entire scene? <laughs> yeah, you gotta give it up for the cat. <laughs> yeah, the cat, cat was a great performer uh, in this uh, film. I've definitely been in that spot before where, like, I... I put some books down to read and you know, I'm getting all, all set. And then like, yeah, you know, I turn around and then I, I turn back and the cat is sitting yes. on them. And there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait <laughs> until you, they you, get up. You just have to wait. Yeah. The cat, the cats are in charge. We accept that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That is Bloodbeat, uh, Our second Christmas episode of the year. Not super Christmassy. It turns out, but it's uh, Christmas. So, you know, it counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts. What do you want from us? You jackals. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, it was actually Tim that picked this one, so it's his fault, anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did, but I'm just in case there's just complaints that it's not Christmassy enough. I'm blame I'm just letting them know that you're to blame. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Take it to HR. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Tim's going to post for the thumbnail, uh, so let's get that yeah. out of the way first. All right, three, two, one, pause. I don't actually know why you're doing that, but uh, I'll just... It's gyrating. It's gyrating, okay. Yes, yes gyrating. Yes. My description wasn't perfect for it, but yes, gyrating was the word I was looking for earlier, just for, just to really say that. And she was gyrating against those sheets, and then she was gyrating on top of... on top of uh, your boy Ted. Uh, so... Yes. Uh, so... Well, I'll take this time. 
to thank our Patreon mm-hmm. producers, if I'm remembering what the format of my outro and all that stuff is. Um, so thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Board Now, Christopher Moy, and David Brown. They are our Patreon producers for the month. Uh, so Merry Christmas to them. <laughs> but you can support us for as little as $1 per month over at patreon.com slash TV. Get some bonuses for your trouble. Uh, early access and stuff like that. There's the, 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 the monthly bonus episode's not back yet, but it shouldn't be too long before that's back. Uh, so go and have a look and see if you're interested and help keep all the content coming. And of course, you can support us for completely free by simply hitting the like button, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications on YouTube, or giving us a five-star review uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. All those things do help and help spread the show out to more people. And of course, find us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. So there you go. That's all my, my plugging, so, I think. Um, you got anything coming up? You going to be doing a, like a Christmas stream or end of the year stream or anything? Yeah, there'll be a Christmas stream uh, the, the week of Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Either Monday or the Thursday, I think, before Christmas. Uh, I'll be doing a Christmas stream. So that should be fun. I think we're going to watch Scrooged starring bill murray oh, okay. uh amongst probably some other things uh so that's a movie i've never actually seen all of but i've seen bits oh, and pieces interesting hmm. so we're, we're <laughs> going interesting to, yeah we're going to do that uh <laughs> obviously uh, i think me and tara on the ace right now we're doing like a 70s month so all the movies we're doing this month uh, are all from the 70s so Oof. well there's no christmas sci-fi movies so we just <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's not. We we we, we tried. We, we really tried. We we, we did a bonus episode. That's for, funny. We did <laughs> a bonus movie for Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, our first Christmas <laughs> okay. on the show. But that's yeah. it. That's the extent of them. There's not a lot. Hmm. Uh, I guess it just doesn't mix with with Christmas the same way that horror does. But uh, interesting. Yeah. It is what it is. So yeah. Uh, no, no. It's you know, twenty twenty one's been a, a weird year. Obviously. Mm. Uh, I mean, the actual gap in episodes, like for the audience, was about I don't know four months. But for us recording, we stopped recording in January, <laughs> and then didn't record an oh, episode yeah. again until September. <laughs> so it was a very weird year for streams after midnight mm. behind the scenes. But uh, uh, it's good to be back. It's been a fun couple mm-hmm. of months being back on the on the show. People seem mm-hmm. to be happy and enjoying the the episodes. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> People are enjoying good. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. <laughs> we give them content, they like content, and they thank us for content. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Poten- <laughs> potentially at Patreon specifically, if they would like. Mm, uh, oh, that's but, good, yeah. but otherwise, uh, <laughs> yes. So well, yes, uh, uh, this is the last episode of the year. We'll be back with something in January. Who knows what? I suspect uh, we don't know yet either, but uh, there'll be something. And uh, have a nice Christmas, everyone. Hopefully you've enjoyed the return of Screams, and we'll see you for more in 2022 as we cross over into episode 500, which is very, very soon. <sighs> Exactly. So, <laughs> this has been Screams After Midnight. Thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. Have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you next time. <laughs>